Welcome to the TD Sports Betting Show. I'm your host, Ty Delbridge, and today, December 21st, I am going to preview the NBA season that starts tomorrow, uh, so December 22nd, in this wild 2020 year. So happy to have basketball back. Um, I like betting NFL. I uh, realize college sports aren't really for me. I more just watch those, and then I will tail bets of people that I trust. And I like betting MMA as well. But really, this is my is my favorite thing, and probably what I'm best at is betting basketball and betting the NBA. Um, so I'm super pumped that the season's back. I'm ready to start doing uh, some preview podcasts and tweets as well of best bets and why I like stuff. So I'm super pumped to get back into the basketball season i haven't done one of these uh since i think august maybe or september and then because i did a couple podcasts in the bubble and then realized with just everything going on i would just started tweeting out my picks and writing some notes and i would post those as well of, of why i like a bet and i may do that from time to time when i don't find time to sit down and podcast and maybe when i'm more on the go but i'm gonna try and get on this regularly but just in case make sure you are following me on twitter and that's at Ty Delbridge and also at TD Sports Betting where I'll be posting these picks and on days I don't do podcasts as well. But like I said, I'm super pumped to talk about NBA and uh, get ahead. So I'm going to preview the NBA season here. Um, first, I'm going to go over the win totals and I'm going to do the over-unders and what I think. going to talk about what I or who I think will make the playoffs. Um, my kind of predictions for the nba awards more looking at value bets in there when i started writing i started writing three to four bets so kind of just who i like at each award and why and why maybe i like a certain player at the value and i'll do that the same thing for the best bets where i have bets that i've placed and bets that i just kind of like like there's some in the same category like i picked multiple people for mvp just i'm looking at different lines and values and obviously you can pick and choose each one i'm not telling everybody to bet everything i'm doing and heck i don't mind gonna bet everything i'm doing i'm just looking ahead right now and and trying to find value and and just give it out where i see and then hopefully that brings value to you guys and you can pick and pull from all these so we'll get into that but uh yeah so real quick we'll take a break and then when we come back i will get into the win totals welcome back Let's get into the win total of the over-unders. I am getting these for my book, which is the Oregon Lottery scoreboard book, I guess. Uh, they make their own lines, but they basically, that's what they say, but I think they're basically just copying I mean, the basic book. So I don't think these things are going to be too different than most sports books or ones that you're betting at or anything, but this is where I'm getting... Uh, all of my lines and uh, juice and all that so just beware and also with this um, there is no win total line for the Houston Rockets yet at least on my book obviously that has to do with James Harden and whether he I mean he's at training camp and playing but there's all that trade speculation and all that so they haven't set a Rockets line yet so you won't see that um, or hear that but Besides that, I will just be starting from the top and going the alphabetical order. Try not to take too long on them. But so first up, the Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks. Their line is set at 34 and a half wins. Um, I had a pretty tough one with this because last year the Hawks won about 20 games. Um, 
they obviously added Gallinari and, and Bodanovich, Rondo. Um, they obviously have Trey Young. They have Capella, John Collins. So they have a pretty good core. But it's just such a weird season. Not real training camps. Um, so I think it's going to take time for new pieces to get used to playing with guys, new offenses and all that stuff. So I, just, I wonder if teams will start slow, especially younger teams teams who aren't used to winning yet will start slow and go on maybe losing streaks uh but so 34 uh, i'm gonna go over on the 34.5 wins um i think they get 35 36 wins uh just because of the scoring situation the defense is going to be hard for them i don't see them stopping too many teams but i could see them getting hot with trey young and gallinari and bogdanovich and all of them uh really going at it um i could see them getting the 34 wins um or 35 wins uh this team wants to make the playoffs i think it starts out from the front office down to the coaching staff i guarantee the gm is telling the head coach that we want to win so play your best player we're not trying to tank we're not trying to lose anymore we're tired of this obviously they can't feel uh, fans in the stands yet but um they definitely want to make the playoffs and they want to make it seem like they did the right move drafting Trey Young by trading Luka Doncic for Trey Young which is just still bonkers but I can see them going over the 34 and a half so give me that next Celtics it's at 44 and a half wins um I went the over on this I think Celtics are gonna be one of the best teams in the league it all really uh, comes down to Kimball Walker and he still is kind of hurt but I really like Jason Tatum. I like Jalen Brown. I like Marcus Smart. I really thought they needed to add a big behind uh, uh, so Daniel Tice. And they did that by adding Tristan Thompson. They drafted Peyton Pritchard in the first round, who I think can kind of take a little bit off of Kim. But that way he doesn't have to be all that. And he showed, he, I mean, he's shown in the preseason to be a pretty good ball hander. He can shoot. Uh, he's a good playmaker, so I really like the Celtics. I really like Jason Tatum. I really like Brad Stevens. I think, and I are, are so like I said, with such a weird season, I think having continuity, having a head coach who, uh, who's been there, and having stars who've been there is really going to matter. And I can see the Celtics going on a win streak. I can see the Celtics, uh, really having a good season here. So I'm going over the 44. I think they get to 47, 48 wins. Um, yeah, so I'm taking the Celtics over. Net, next, we got the Nets, 45 and a half wins. Uh, they've looked very good in the preseason. Uh, we're seeing Kevin Durant look like himself. We're seeing Kyrie Irving look like himself. Uh, they've got pieces around Joe Harris, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, they got guys that can score the ball. Um, I think this is going to be one of the top teams in the East and one of the top teams, I mean, just in the NBA in general. But I'm going to go under here on 45 and a half wins because I'm going to, yes, Durant has looked good so far in the preseason, but it's only been a few games. How many games can he play in a row at this pace? Is he going to sit out a couple games? Is he going to miss games for injury? Same with Kyrie. Uh, will something flare up? Will they try and rest him in the beginning of the season for a more later playoff push because they know how talented their team are or or is? Uh, will they try and figure out rotations real quick, trying to get Levert involved, mixed in with Durant? I think it could be still a little bit of a process. Um, and honestly, they could go right at 45 wins. But since this is 45.5, I could go under. 
But I think they're going to be right there around 43, 44, 45 wins. Uh, and I think first year just trying to get used to Steve Nash, new coach, Durant, first year now playing with Kyrie. He only missed half the season. And now with expectations and pressure, we'll, we'll see all that firsthand. And maybe they blow it up and they show that they are two of the best players in the league and they just kill it and they come out and win 50 games. I mean, I just don't see anybody really getting the 50 games this year. It's going to be tough, especially with the 72-game season. So I'm going under here, 45 and a half wins for the Nets. Next, Hornets. I mean, their win total is set at 26 and a half. Basically, these are all set with a half number at the end. So um, I might just stop saying that because these are all set with 0.5. So uh, that's how it is for all the win totals. Uh, so for the Hornets at 26 and a half wins, I'm going under. I think they're one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, maybe LaMelo tries to really go for rookie of the year and they try and just do that as well and and go through him. Uh, he's talented, but I just don't really like this team. I don't, I'm not a big fan of their guys. I do like P.J. Washington, but besides that, I mean, like Miles Bridges. Uh, we saw Devontae Graham. I mean, he's all right. And now LaMelo. Um, I just don't see them getting a 27, 28 wins. I see this going under. Next, Bulls. We have them at 28 uh, wins or 28 and a half wins. Um, I took in the over on this. They have a new coach in Billy Donovan. Um, I like Zach Levine. I really like Kobe White. I, I like Wendell Carter Jr. They have Laurie Marketing. Um, uh, yeah, so I mean that's a pretty good small core there. And I said with now with a new coach and Brad Stevens, who's going to bring new life into them. Uh, he's shown to win in OKC. He's coached uh, star players before, so now you're getting a guy who maybe knows what he's doing. Last time with Jim Boylan, he. I don't know. The guys didn't really seem to really play hard for him. He seemed like a raw rock guy, but maybe didn't know his stuff all that well. I don't know. But now you get a guy in Billy Donovan who I think will try and put these guys' skills to use. And I can see the Bulls really having a, I mean, okay season. I can see them getting the 30 win. So I'm taking the over on the Bulls. Next, we got the Cavs at 22 and a half wins. I'm the only under. Just it's the Cavs, and I don't think they're very good, and they'll have another bad season. Don't spend too much time on that. Next, we got the Dallas Mavericks at 42 and a half wins. I'm taking the over on this. I think the Mavericks are going to be very good. I think they're going to be one of the top teams in the NBA. I love Luka Doncic. I love Kristaps Porzingis. I'm a big fan of them bringing in Josh Richardson. Even though losing Seth Curry is up, but now you bring in kind of a guy who's a lesser shooter than Curry, but he's longer, maybe playing more defense. I really like that. I think if they get Dwight Powell back healthy, he showed he could be really play with Luka well uh, last year. Um, I like Rick Carlisle. I just really like this Mavericks team. I can see them getting the 47, 46 wins. So give me the over 42 and a half. Next, we got the Nuggets, 44 and a half. I'm going under. They are a talented team. Uh, they have Jokic Murray. Uh, they have Gary Harris. They have Michael Porter Jr. Um, and yeah, they're very talented. Uh, I just think they lost a couple key pieces in Jeremy Grant. Um, and Tory Craig, just some wing defenders. I think it might take them time to maybe figure out who's going to be their best defender. Uh, they didn't play very well on the road last year. Now with no fans, I don't know, but still road travels. Uh, and now that they're home, they don't have the fans, and I feel like fans are a big part of their home environment. So that's going to be a little bit. But they, on the flip side, they might be one of the only teams in the NBA with a home court advantage because they are in Denver in that mile high city with all the air and stuff. But I think teams and players are used to that now. I mean, I'll, I mean, you can't get used to it, but I think now maybe these guys have played enough. Now like they know what to do when they get to Denver 
same with the training staffs and all that so i mean how much of an advantage really is that little one but yeah uh, but with no fans and everything um and trying to figure out for defense because last year i mean they weren't even a great defensive team last year with those guys and now you leave some pretty good wing defenders in a western conference with a lot of good uh talented backcourt players so i think it might take time for them to figure that out i can still see them getting the 40 wins 42 wins but i'm just going to go under under 44 and a half next we got the detroit pistons at 23 and a half i'm going under again i don't think they're very good they had a weird off season where they decided to pick up tons of centers and power forwards and they don't have much scoring so i'm just going to take the under 23 and a half on the pistons not much on that uh the golden state warriors at 39 and a half wins i'm taking the under on that uh losing clay thompson i think was huge for them uh right now they have draymond who he's hurt he had an mri the other day so when does he come back? How healthy is he when he comes back? Now it's all on Steph Curry's shoulders. And now we're even Steve Kerr. We've heard him say that that might top his minutes at 34, 35 minutes a game. So how much is he going to play? He's still one of the, he, I mean, like one of the top two players, three players in the league when he's on. So he will do what he does. And last year we saw them play with him and they went, I think they went one and two, one and three, but like those games they lost weren't even close when he was even in it. Now he's got Kelly Oubre, he's got Andrew Wiggins, he's got a rookie in James Wiseman. But besides that, and then Draymond, they don't have much anymore. So I don't really like that team that much this year. So I'm going the under on 39 and a half wins. I think they could have another struggling season. Next, we got the Pacers at 37 and a half. Um, I think the Pacers, like I said, now they're getting, they have a pretty, uh, continuity team like these guys all played together the last couple years um they have a new coach but i think he's he's gonna come in and uh make shock some people i think he's coming from that nick nurse tree and now he's got some talent to build with at 37 and a half wins i like this pacer squad in the east i think they could shock some people but i really like sabonis i like miles turner i like brogdon i like oladipo i like tj warren when he's healthy um, I like the Holiday Brothers on there, so I think the Pacers are going to shock some people and go and probably get to that 42-43 wins. So I'm taking the Pacers over on wins. Next, we got the Clippers at 48.5 wins. I'm going under here. I just think it's going to be tough for teams to win 49-50 games this year, um, especially teams like the Clippers who might sit. Kawhi, we've seen them do that before. Yes, they're a talented team, but will they try and punch it in until the playoffs? I don't know. We have a new coach in Ty Lue who's going to try and maybe change the culture, change the system now, so that is something to see. They are one of the talented teams in the NBA. I mean, it's not going to shock anybody. It, so if they go to the finals and even win the finals this year, I'm just taking the under on 48 uh, wins. I just think teams are going to take it slow at the beginning of the year, which could pick up some losses and especially these talented teams that have expectations that know when they need to flip the switch they can flip the switch and they'll be fine i think the clippers fall into that so i'm taking the under same thing same thing with the los angeles lakers they're at 48 uh wins i'm taking the under on that um i don't know how much we'll see lebron early i don't know how much we'll see like davis early they have i mean like they're bringing in harold they're bringing in shooter i think this team's more talented but it might take time to figure it out and then 
And then what will be happening is these guys figure it out, but they're not figuring it out with LeBron and AD. So how much time to take to figure that out? How much rest is LeBron and AD just chilling like that? Because they know they need to flip the switch second half of the season in the playoffs. So taking the under on their win total. Wow, we're going through this, and I'm just taking a little bit. So, you know, whatever. We're getting there. I'm trying to make everybody some money. Uh, the Grizzlies, 31 0.5 wins. I'm taking the over. I think the Grizzlies are a scrappy team. Uh, they fight hard. Um, they know that they are maybe at a disadvantage talent-wise, but they have a great guard in John Morant. I'm curious to see when Jaron Jackson gets back how well they'll play. But I think with that head coach, we saw them last year when no one expected them to even be close to the like fighting for the eight seed, and there they were uh, for that play-in game. I think they're going to get back to uh, that scrappy basketball. They have guys that know what they do. And these guys have played well with each other before. So I can see, see what is it, 31 and a half wins. I could see them easily getting to 37, 38 wins and maybe even fighting for that playoff, um, like that eight seed again. So don't be surprised if you see the Memphis Grizzlies win a good amount of games. All right, next we got the Miami Heat at 43.5 wins. I'm going the over on this. Um, not too high, though. I think they need to get to 44, 45 wins. But kind of the same thing with the Grizzlies. We know what this team is. Yes, maybe they try and rest since they just play in the finals and they have short rest in most teams. But I think they have just scrappy guys. Even their bench players are uh, scrappy. Um, good. I think with Jimmy Butler there, he's not going to let that team... Uh, be lazy same thing with Eric Spolstra I think they just have a culture there that is to not even slack off even with it maybe a season like this um yeah so I think the Heat uh will play very well and I could see them getting to 44 45 wins like I said not too much over this total but I like the Heat and I think that culture and then having a head coach like that and then having a star player like Jimmy Butler who is just that that dog that chip they're not gonna let teams like take it easy because they got to the finals now they know that they were the underdog. Now they want to prove people wrong again. They want to be like, hey, like that wasn't a fluke. Let's get back there. I guarantee that's how that team and like from the top down, from the players to like GM and Pat Riley is thinking. So I like the Heat at I like the Heat. It's over 43 and a half wins. Next we got the Milwaukee Bucks at 49 and a half. I'm going under. Like I said, I think it's gonna to be tough for teams to get to 50 wins this year. Same with the Bucks. They only have three or four guys who were on this team last year. Yes, they probably are more talented now with Drew Holiday, uh, with Bobby Portis. Um, bah, 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 bah. I mean, like that. I'm even kind of blanking on some of their new acquisitions. That might be me. It's a little wrong. I do obviously like Giannis. I think they have an A plus uh, for getting him back. But uh, I think the Bucks not struggle. I think they're still going to be one of the top teams in the East. Like that. It's it's going to take them time to figure out how to play. Now they have new system. They have uh not new system they got new players now trying to figure out this system i mean how do you play with Giannis? how do you play with a guy who's a generational superstar like it might take guys some time to figure it out and uh they didn't get bodanovich what i think sucks because i think he would have been a nice piece for them to add i'm gonna take a real quick look at their roster one second here it's like that. They added DJ Augustine. They added Tory Craig. They added Brian Forbes, Drew Holiday, uh, and they added Bobby Portis. I, that's some pretty good acquisitions. They lose George Hill. Um, 
I, uh, which I think was a pretty good player for them. But I like that they have Chris Middleton. I like that obviously they have Giannis. I love Drew Holiday. I think he's going to be great for them. I can see the Bucks getting the 47-48 wins, but I just I think it's going to be tough for anybody to get to 50 wins, especially with a team that is basically all brand new besides four or five players. Uh, so give me the under on the 49 and a half wins for the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, next we got the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're at 29 and a half wins. I kind of like the Timberwolves a little bit. I like Carl Anthony Towns. I think D'Angelo Russell's a pretty good player. I mean, he's obviously not one of the most efficient players in the league, but uh, I think he's a talent, and now he's got a full year to um, be in Minnesota with Carl Anthony Towns and this coaching staff, and he might have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. And now they got Anthony Edwards. So I really like um, the Minnesota here. I think they could get over this 29 and a half, get over to maybe 30, 31 wins. I don't think they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot anytime soon. But I think they have a young roster and they're a couple years away, like with Jared Culver, with obviously with Malik Beasley, but he's got all that legal trouble right now. Uh, they brought back Ricky Rubio. Um, I kind of like Juancho Herman Gomez. They drafted Jaden McDaniels. They got Josh Okoji. So I think they have some pieces there, but they're still a year or two away. But I think this will be a nice building year and a nice progress year for the Timberwolves. And, and I'm really curious to see what they can get out of Anthony Edwards. Um, he was he was number one overall pick. Pretty talented. Obviously, it was a weaker draft, but I'm curious to see what they can get out of him. So give me the over, though, on the 29.5 wins for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I kind of like what they're doing there, and I think they can get over to 30, 32 wins. All right, next, got the New Orleans Pelicans, 34.5 wins. I'm going over there. Um, I like the Pelicans a lot. Uh, I really like Zion. I like Brandon Ingram. Yes, they lost Drew Holiday, but they did get a a, a good defensive player back in Eric Bledsoe. Um, uh, so as I was recording this, it was reported that they did not pick up uh, Lonzo Ball's uh, like rookie deal. So he'll be like a restricted free agent. So he's kind of got a chip on his shoulder to prove. Um, people right around the league to try and get his money so i could see i could see them getting a, a, a good year out of them they have a new coach and stan van gunny which will be kind of interesting but i think when you have a generational talent like zion williams i think he will make everything go they got and then they brought in a guy like steven adams to kind of not be a defender but also kind of bang around down there next to zion so who, or so that way he doesn't have to take all all the strength and all the pressure um uh, I was kind of surprised, I mean, that this line was kind of low. I know that they didn't play very well in the bubble after coming in, but uh, we, I mean, we kind of didn't see all of Zion last year. He was kind of out of shape. He came off that injury, and then he came back to the bubble, and then he was really, like, he was really out of shape. And now, apparently, he's lost over 20 pounds. Um, we've seen him play big minutes and play pretty well, like, inside the bubble. So I think the Pelicans... Uh, I mean, they're coming in now with less hype, and I could see them having a pretty good season, getting to maybe 40 wins, uh, 36, 40 wins. I mean, depending if all stays healthy and Zion can stay in shape and do what he's doing. But I think if he is yeah, healthy, this team is, I mean, who knows what could happen with him and Brandon Ingram. I think those are two just young superstars. So I really like New Orleans. So give me that over of 34 and a half wins. Next, we got the Knicks at 21 and a half. I'm going to go over here 
not too much. Um, I think when you get a rookie like Obi Toppin, who's probably more, he's probably the best player to come in and just play right away. He's a good veteran player, or not veteran player, a veteran college player, but rookie now. But I think he'll be able to come in. Uh, they have a new coach in Tom Thibodeau. Is he new? Maybe he was there last year. But uh, let me hold on here. Ba-ba-ba-bum. But th- so here's the thing with the Knicks is they have a lot of young I mean, young pieces. I'm I'm a big fan of R.J. Barrett. I've been buying up his rookie cards. I think, uh, yes, he had a weird year last year, but it is the Knicks, and I think now he's got a year on his belt to figure out the league. So let's see. They got R.J. Barrett. They got Reggie Bullock. They got Alex Burks. They got Kevin Knox, Nerlens Noel, Frank Nielakina, Peyton, or so it's Alfred Peyton. They have Julius Randle. Uh, they signed Austin Rivers. They have Mitchell Robinson, Dennis Smith. They have Amore Sparman, and they have. So, Obi Toppin. Hmm. Yeah, I took the over on 21 and a half wins. I like Julius Randle. I like Austin Rivers. Um, I like Mitchell Robinson. And I like RJ Barrett. I think they're a young, scrappy team that maybe people won't be coming up. That like, oh, like tonight we got the Knicks. Maybe they try and take it easy. And then they have a sneaky squad that just kind of surprises people and steals some wins. I mean, I don't think they're going to be a playoff contending team at all or even get the 30 wins. But I think they could get... 24 25 wins so give me the give me that over for the Knicks next we got the Thunder who they basically want to lose they're just picking up all these draft picks they traded Chris Paul who was one of the main reasons that they were competitive last year now they have uh I mean like I mean like they have Shea Gilgis Alexander but besides that what do they have they trade Steven Adams so they don't have they don't I mean I I don't really like that team that much they have like they have Darius Bailey Lou Dort they traded. I mean, or so they traded for Ty Jerome. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to be a very good team this year. I don't think they're going to repeat that chippy team they were last year, who, who kind of shocked some people. Um, I think they're going to be towards the bottom of the league and wins. So give me the under for that. Next, we got the Orlando Magic at thirty-one and a half wins. I like the Magic. I think they are going to make the playoffs, sneak into that eight, seven seed. Um, I wish Jonathan Isaac was healthy. Um, coming in, he, he, I mean, since he got hurt inside the bubble, we probably won't see him this year, which sucks, but I like, um, I'm a big fan of Markel Fultz. I like Aaron Gordon. I like Vucevic. Um, I like who they drafted in Cole Anthony. They have Chumo Kiki, who kind of resembles a little bit of what Jonathan Isaac can do as that wing defender type thing. They have Al Aminu, who was hurt now. I'm not, he should be coming back, uh, and playing. So, uh, and that team always just finds a way to get it done. They always find a way to just kind of shock people just to kind of be basically average and sneak into the playoffs. And I think they'll probably do it again this year. So give me the over on 31 and a half wins. Um, I think they do enough to get into the playoffs. Next, we have the 76ers. Who knows what ends up happening? Or so do they trade Ben Simmons? Do they acquire James Harden? Do they not? Is Ben Simmons pissed off that his name's in trade talks? All that stuff is kind of interesting, but they do have Ben Simmons right now. They do have Joel Embiid right now. They traded for Seth Curry. Uh, if all is well, this is a very, very talented team. Now with a new guy in there and Daryl Morey, a new head coach, uh, I wonder if we'll get some new life from this 76ers team see if this Embiid Simmons like duo can work they brought in Dwight Howard to kind of take a little bit of pressure off of Embiid down low he can bang around we saw him play on the Lakers last year he was kind of effective for them they have Danny Green uh who 
he's just a winner wherever he goes. He was on the Lakers and Raptors winning championships. Uh, he can knock down shots. I know people probably have a weird thought about him now since the bubble, but he's just an excellent three-point shooter and a great team guy you want on your team. Like This is an NBA player you want on your team. Uh, like I said, they added Seth Curry. They have Tobias Harris. They have a great wing defender in Matisse Thibel. Curious to see what they can get out of him in the second year. They drafted a pretty good guard in Tyrus Maxey. Um, they got a nice young backup center who I think is actually who can kind of come in and spot minutes is uh, is Tony Bradley, who's played around for a couple of years, but I think he could have an all right year. And then Shake Milton. Uh, as well so I think this is a very talented team and I think they can put it together and I think we'll see them finally put it together I think they I think these two guys and Simmons and Bede might have to have a little chip on their shoulder to prove that they are guys that no matter where they do they can win and play together you maybe the are some or maybe they, they don't like each other that much but I think they need to put it aside and just show for the rest of the league we can win and maybe help their trade value eventually so whatever Blah, blah, blah. I'm taking the over 42 and a half wins for the 76ers. I think the talent will just prevail there. Next, we got the Phoenix Suns at 38.5 wins. And the Suns now adding Chris Paul. We saw what they did in the bubble. Um, firepower offense and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Oh, my goodness. And now they added a guy in CP3 who will distribute, who knows how to win, who knows how to get guys to their spots, who has a chip on his shoulder to... I mean, just to constantly prove that he's one of the best guards of all time. I like this Suns squad. Um, I, I mean, they're probably going to be one of the most popular picks for betting people and just teams and fan and all this stuff. People are going to be one of watching the Suns this year from what they did in the bubble and now adding Chris Paul and maybe join me on that. I think they're going to get to 40-plus wins, so give me the Phoenix Suns. Next, we got the Portland Trailblazers, my favorite team, at 39.5 wins, which is just ridiculous. They go over every year. They're going to get to 40 wins. It doesn't matter. They're going to get to plus 40. They'll get to... I think they get anywhere from 40 to 47 wins. I mean, it's really just depending how well these new pieces can fit. But they have the best point guard in the league in Damian Lillard. Um, they have a great scorer in CJ McCollum. I think Houston Nurkic is one of the top young centers in the league. I love Robert Covington. Um, I think now with Derek Jones Jr., uh, with Gary Trent Jr., uh, I just I'm so pumped for this team, and I think they're gonna get over 39 and a half wins easy. I always bet the Blazers over, and it never seems to fail. So we're going over again on that. Next, we got the Sacramento Kings at 28.5 wins. I think the Kings are a pretty scrappy team. Um, I don't think they're gonna be fighting for any top of the playoff spot, the eight seed, but I think they'll be a little behind. I mean, that ninth, tenth, eleventh seed, but maybe not like. 12 games back from the 8th seed maybe only like 7 or 6 and maybe maybe causing some noise there at the end but I liked I like Fox I like Bagley um, I liked who they drafted and Tyrese Halliburton you got a guy in Luke Walton who I mean you can have your opinions on him but um, I think as a head coach he knows maybe kind of knows what to do but that uh, we saw them play in the preseason uh, they were getting up and down they were scrappy they have a guy Buddy Heald who's just a sniper from three so I think when you have all that you have a bunch of young talent and these guys want to win um, I think same type of thing people oh cool like tonight like we're playing the Kings and they kind of sleep on them and the next thing you know Fox Heald Bagley just go off go nuts so give me the Kings getting I think they get over to 30 wins next San Antonio Spurs at 29 and a half wins um not a super talented team as they've had in the past, but I still think with DeRozan, with Aldridge, they're a little older, and 
they could get traded, but I think right now they're they're sneaky good still. People are sleeping on them. Um, I really like DeJounte Murray. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, did they lose? They lost uh, Derek. I don't know. I don't know if they lost. Let's see here. Ba 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 bum. So did they lose? No, they got Derek White. They lost Brian Forbes, which is a big a, a bigger loss for them. But they had so many guards. I feel like they kind of had to lose one. Uh, they still have Lonnie Walker. They have Keldon Johnson. They have Patty Mills. They have Jakob Pertl, Rudy Gay, Trey Lyles, Tyler Zeller, and Caden Bates-Diop, which I don't even know why I'm getting down to that. But I think with that, I think with LaMarcus and DeRozan and their rookie Vassell and Murray, Walker, White, Johnson, and Mills, and Portal and Gay, I think they can do enough to get over 29.5 wins. Plus, I think this also counts for Greg Popovich. I think he's worth... Four or five wins himself. He's one of the best coaches in NBA history. Um, they didn't make the playoffs last year, which I think probably pisses him off. And I think he wants to prove some people wrong. I think he has a talented team, and he probably knows the strengths and everything to get these guys in positions. And that's just how good of a coaching staff he is and a great just place in San Antonio who had just been playoff consistent for the last couple of years. They missed it last year, and now we're getting a win total of 29 and a half. Yes, they're not as talented as they usually are, but I am banking on Greg Popovich to get it done and get this team over 30 wins, so give me that. Next, we got the Toronto Raptors at 42 and a half wins. Uh, lost some key pieces in Serge Ibaka um, and Marcus Gasol, but they brought back Fred Van Vliet. They still got Kyle Lowry. They still got Pascal Siakam. Uh... They brought who they bring in. They brought in Aaron Baines, who I I think could really have a nice year here. I mean, he'll probably put up similar stuff that Serge Ibaka did. Uh, they have a good uh, bench with Terrence Davis, with OG Amanobi, who Chiki ended up starting. They have Alex Lynn, Norman Powell, Chris Boucher. Uh, they drafted Malachi Flynn, a, a great guard out of San Diego State. Uh, he could end up being one of the sleeper picks. They got a guy in Stanley Johnson who was a or who was a former first round pick and he kind of he kind of fits that OG Ananobi mold and I think he kind of comes in and can spot minutes and obviously Nick Nurse is one of the top head coaches in the NBA I really like the Raptors here with their core I think their core will do enough to get them over that it will be interesting to see now that they're not playing in Toronto they're playing in Florida their home games who knows maybe that might benefit them like for that lack of travel for them and also for the teams, but maybe for them now, they don't feel like they have to leave Toronto when they go to like Portland or when they go to the Knicks or I'm, I know that's probably close or Florida or whatever. So who knows? Maybe that's going to be a curious thing to see about them playing in Florida. But I, I like the Raptors over 42 and a half. Next, Utah Jazz, 41 and a half wins. I'm not a big fan of the Jazz. They are a talented team with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley. And Bogdanovich, we didn't get to see him in the bubble. Bogdanovich, now he's coming back, and he was a big part of them. He was like he's a twenty night, or he's a twenty point scorer a night. Um, I could see them getting the forty wins, thirty nine wins. I just I'm not the biggest fan of the Utah Jazz, and now they lose their home environment in Utah, where it's usually really loud, and they have an edge. They, and now they lose that. Um, they just paid Rudy Gobert a ton of money. He's kind of had that chip on his shoulder the last couple of years. Now that he got his money. Will he, I mean, some guys, who knows? We haven't seen him play with money now. So, like, some guys kind of take a step back. I'm curious to see what he will do. Um, I'm just, 
I'm not the biggest fan of Jordan Clarkson. I know they brought him back as their sixth man, but he's like, uh, he's all right. But I'm not the biggest fan of the Jazz this year. And but they are a team that could easily prove me wrong. Like that's just I feel like they could easily, if all goes right, and maybe they if they make a major two, they could get to 45, 46 wins. But I'm just not the biggest fan of the Jazz. So give me the under 41 and a half. Last we got the Washington Wizards at 33.5 wins. They just added Russell Westbrook, lost on Wall. Now you got Russell Westbrook and you got Bradley Beal. I feel like when you have two star guards like that, that accounts for, I mean, you will probably go into most nights where guys don't have star power. Like you have two great stars, but it's curious to see what we get out of Russell Westbrook now. Guys like him, it seems like, who are super athletic, just explosive like that. It seems like when they go downhill, they go downhill fast. Obviously, Brad Beal's there. He's one of the talented guards in the league. How much does he want to be there now? Like, if this thing starts going south, is he pissed off? Um, they have some good young pieces around there. Uh, I just I don't know if they'll be able to figure it out this year, and I don't know if if really adding Russell Westbrook was all their answer. So um, I'm going under for 33.5 wins. All right, that is it for win totals of the over-unders. Whew, that took a little bit. But, you know, this is a longer, a little bit of a preview show. This isn't, um, most of my quick shows, by the way, or so most of my shows when I do the thing will be about 15, 30 minutes. But today I'm just going through these all. So obviously you can skip through if you want, do all that. Next here, um, when I come back, we will get into the playoff predictions. All right, let's get into my playoff predictions. Um, I mean, I kind of talked about all these teams here real quick, so I'll just kind of, I'll, we'll go through these ones quicker. Um, there, there is really only value really on two of them for me. So for the West, I got, I mean, this isn't really how I feel like it's going to be ordered. I kind of just put in like what teams I think will be in the playoffs and kind of started like, oh, I'll do one, two. But really, I just think these are the teams that will make the playoffs, not really necessarily where I say they're at will be, oh, they'll be the seventh seed and blah, blah, blah. But obviously the Lakers and Clippers are probably going to fight for one, two. So I have that. So I have Lakers, Clippers, Mass, Blazers, Nuggets, Suns, Jazz. And then I and then for my eighth seed, I have the Pelicans. And that's at plus 145 for them to make the playoffs. Um, I like that bet. I think, like I said, with Zion and Brandon Ingram, I like that star power enough um, uh, just to maybe beat the other teams, the Memphises. Uh, uh, I mean, maybe just Memphis. That's that's maybe it. And, like, and maybe like the Timberwolves and the Spurs. Maybe those teams that maybe make a late run. But I think the Pelicans will get it done. And obviously the Jazz are in there. Like I said, I didn't, wasn't a big fan of them, but I think I think they'll still do enough to get into the west playoffs uh for the east i got the celtics the bucks the nets the rockets the heat the pacers the 76ers i mean that's almost probably pretty much guaranteed that's uh that seven which is maybe different from the west you can probably say the lakers the clippers the mavs blazers and nuggets are guaranteed probably to make the playoffs i would and maybe the suns but even then, like, they haven't done it. So it's like you can't all of a sudden say the Suns are going to be guaranteed to make the playoffs. What if their younger team doesn't make it? The Jazz, like I said, I'm not a big fan of them. They could easily fall out. And the Pelicans, they could easily fall out. This could be different. But I think in the East, the Celtics, Bucks, Nets, Rockets, Heat, Pacers, 76ers, I just don't know how none of those teams make it. And then for my last thing, I have the Magic uh, get again, like I talked about. And there's that plus 165 for the make the playoffs. Um, I think the Magic will do enough like they usually do to just to squeak out that eight seed. 
yes, that is my playoff predictions. Uh, so here are my favorite value for the NBA awards. Um, start off at MVP. You have Damian Lillard at plus 1300. I think the Blazers um, know this is a weird year. And they know um, that... But whatever, I'm tied. I'm all tongue tied here. This is a weird year, but I think the Blazers kind of know that they will be one of the top teams. But this might be the year for Lillard to win MVP if, if they can get him leading this charge with this now talented team with new pieces. If they're fighting for that two, three, I mean, maybe even one spot for the Western Conference, he's one of the most dynamic players in the NBA. I think he's the best point guard. He's one of the most flamethrower scorers, best leaders. He can make like he just can't figure out how to stop this guy oh like you want to take away from the rim hit the three. Oh, you want to take away other shots i'll dish it oh i'll rebound i'll play defense i'll do whatever it takes to win the game he's the he is no matter what like he is mvp like this blazers team would not be anywhere close without him so at plus 1300 i really like that i think i think if he has a great year and this blazer team is winning i i think it'll be hard maybe to deny him his mvp because he's been pieces of putting up just crazy good numbers so i like plus 1300 for dame uh you have jason tatum at plus 20 or at plus 2000 which is 20 to 1 uh like i said i'm a big fan of the celtics this year i think the celtics could have a really good year and same type of thing i think i feel like if jason tatum is having a great year he's one of the best young players in the league um i think obviously i think he's one of the more popular players and i think people know how talented he is but even then he's still maybe kind of slept on like i think he's talented enough to to become one of the elite elite guys in the league and carry his team to a one two seed be one of those guys that people go oh he's on the team no matter what like they're going to be a top three four seed i think jason tatum is one of those guys and i think we could see an explosion year now uh he's got a couple years under his belt and i think he now understands he is the guy on this team and i think the celtics will know that so i think we could see a great year from jason tatum so at plus 2000 at I really like that bet. Uh, we have Anthony Davis at plus eight hundred. Um, I think I think it will be hard for him to win an MVP with LeBron, obviously there, because we're not thinking LeBron's going to take that step back. But I think LeBron is the type of guy who's won his stuff that would try to get AD his MVP. So maybe he would purposely take a step back, maybe try and dish it more to AD, go to him more in those late game situations during the regular season when he knows that his games don't matter. Like, well, I'll give AD the game winning shot so he gets the hype. Um, I wouldn't be shocked about that. And I think AD is one of the most talented players in the league. We saw it. He's one of the main reasons they won that championship. And then even since coming back in the preseason, he played like one game. He had like a double-double, like he was like 12 of 18 from the field hitting threes blocking he i mean like this guy can win defensive player of the year as well like kind of the same thing as Giannis does he's a unicorn i i mean i'm shocked he hasn't won one yet now he's with the lakers he has his championship second year there um and i could see them almost trying to get ad his his like mvp with championship and trying to establish him as one of the elite players of all time so you know little hidden agendas like that from stuff but um same thing with the blazers like i said i consider like them kind of pushing it but i like ad at plus 800 and i think that's another one and then obviously the last one is luka Doncic. he's leading it at plus 400 love luka i bought a bunch of his rookie cards a couple years ago for 60 70 100 now they're flipping for i mean basically two thousand dollars so i'm holding on to my cards i got about 13 of them hoping that he does win an mvp so i can flip them but i mean i wouldn't be shocked if he won it this year if he won it next year he's one of the elite players of 
this thing. He's only been in the league for like two years. It's ridiculous. I love Luca at plus four hundred. Uh, he's leading it, and I mean, there's still value there at plus. I, I mean, at four to one, you can get a superstar winning it. Um, I think the Mavs are going to have a great season. I think they're going to get over that 42 and a half wins, like I just said. And I think if that's the case and they're pushing for one of the top seeds in the West, he's obviously going to be having a great year. So if that's the case, I think it'll be hard to deny him the freaking MVP because he's so popular. He's so good. Uh, yeah, so at plus 400, you can still get it now. Uh, why not? So those are my one, two, three... Four, I mean, my four picks for MVP. There's a couple other in there, but those are just my favorite ones. Uh, rookie of the year. I'm not going to get into too much because I don't know too much about all of them, but obviously we have LaMelo at plus 350. I think the Hornets, they're not much going on, so why not try and play him 30-something minutes a night and let him put up assist numbers and he'll have all those highlight plays. He'll throw flashy passes and all that, so why not try and get the rookie of the year there in Charlotte? They don't have much going on, and I mean, he is talented, so at plus 350, he's leading it right now. Next, you have Obi Toppin. Uh, so with the Knicks, like I said, he probably was the best player to come in and play right away from this rookie class, and now he's in New York, and there's always eyes on the Knicks, no matter how good or bad they are. And if they are able to go over that win total like they think they will, and he's having a good year, and it's the Knicks, I think the NBA and maybe the fans and everything like that, like they might push for him to win that rookie of the year. And he could be putting up crazy numbers. He's, he's a beast down low, very athletic. He have, I mean, like, I mean, like he'll have a lot of highlight plays. So at plus six to at plus six hundred at six to one, I think there's pretty good value there, especially being in New York. And then my long shot here is Cole Anthony, fifty to one, five thousand or whatever. Uh, he was one of the bigger names coming into college um had an interesting year at north carolina it seems a lot of guys do um he was hurt a couple times but i think he's a freaking good player now he's with the magic i think the magic are going to sneak into the playoffs um he's obviously going to be fighting for time with markel Fultz and stuff but we've already seen him kind of get big minutes in the preseason i think he's talented he can get his shot off uh from a lot of different places I think he might have a chip on his shoulder from people sleeping on him. I think he was expected to come in and be one of the top picks in the draft, and he wasn't. And now people kind of like, ah, oh, maybe he's not that good. I really like Cole Anthony. I think, I think if the Magic uh, let him play and develop, I think he could uh, shock some people by putting up some good scoring numbers, good assist numbers, and as well, if he's playing well and maybe even starting on a playoff caliber team, he could be one of the only rookies doing that. And I think that'd be hard to deny. So, at fifty to one for Cole Anthony, who's still one of the bigger names of this draft class, I really like that because if he starts getting it, you're going to see him trending a lot more because he is a popular player amongst players, amongst fans, amongst people. Because his dad was a player, he came in to North Carolina pretty hyped. So I think at fifty to one, he was one of the only really bigger names I could find. So I like fifty to one at Cole Anthony. Wouldn't be shocked if he won a rookie of the year if he plays well. All right, next we got six man of the year. Uh, I mean, so obviously you have Lou Williams at plus 550. I mean, he'll probably win it again, but whatever. So obviously you have to put him on there. You have Goran Dragic for the Heat at, uh, at 10 to 1. It depends if the Heat end up obviously starting him or not. We saw him come off the bench, and I think if the Heat can get back to their ways, and now he's coming off the bench consistently, maybe more healthy, less tired legs less pressure situations and come in and and do what he does and 
and show how important he was to the Heat, like he was last year in that playoff run. Like they totally missed him during the playoffs. I think I think if he's coming off the bench and scoring, making plays, we could see him getting it. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie in Brooklyn, uh, because of that Nets team, if they try and I don't know how they're gonna do that rotation, but like that, like they could have him come in and try and run that second unit. It's a popular team. They could be winning and if he's playing well, he's very good. He could be trying to name whoever a name and coming off that bench now that he gets his shot with like like with Kyrie and Durant off the bench. I wouldn't be shocked like that. Like I said, it's a very popular team and they could be winning. So I think that could help. And then next another long shot I got is Carmelo Anthony fifty to one for the Portland Trailblazers sixth man of the year. He's he, he's gonna be coming off the bench for the Blazers. He's going to shoot a ton. They're probably going to allow him to just do what he wants in that second, third units and those garbage times or whatever. Let him just take in the post, do jump shots, hit open threes. Like They're going to try and let him do whatever he does because he's coming off the bench. It was a—I mean, he he came back for a reason to Portland because he liked it, but he knew he's coming off the bench. He didn't sound too stoked about it, but I think he realizes that's where he's at in his career. But if he can come off the bench and do what he was doing for the Blazers and be important and 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 like score 15, 20 points a night, I think it would be hard maybe to deny him six man of the year because it because it is Carmelo Anthony. It is this superstar player, and now he has come back. He accepted this bench role. I could almost see like the NBA thanking him and being excited that he's in the league and still trending and stuff that they almost do vote him in. So I think I think in that case, a very, very popular player like Carmelo Anthony could get the fan, could get that popular vote. So at 50 to 1, I, I kind of like it, especially if the Blazers are winning and, and he's a dynamic piece off the bench. I think it'd be hard to deny Carmelo Anthony. I mean, it's mellow. So at 50 to 1, that's a long shot. I might have to put some money on that. Next, we got the Defensive Player of the Year award. I mean, you got your three and 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 like Giannis at plus three fifty. You have Rudy Gobert plus three fifty. You have Anthony Davis at plus five hundred. Uh, I think it's gonna be one of those three guys. I don't have to get into it too much. And then a long shot is probably Kawhi Leonard at plus eighteen hundred. Uh, one of the better defenders of the league, and maybe he gets back to that and takes a step back from scoring and tries to maybe. Hey guys, remember I am a excellent defender and i could shut down anybody in the league uh usually i think if he was still maybe in san antonio and doing what he was doing he'd be in that top three discussion with all those other guys but now he's kind of slipped back to plus 1800 so maybe there's a little bit of value there but besides that it's probably gonna be one of those three guys uh for coach of the year um it's probably gonna be steve nash and he's leading it right now at plus 700 like i said like if the nets come in and they're a playoff team and they've he gets his team going and I mean I think it'd be hard to deny Steve Nash the rookie coach who bring in the Nets to a top five three C with Durant and Kyrie uh it'd be hard to maybe deny him uh you have Rick Carlisle at plus 1100 I really like the Mavs this year like I said so I mean like if the Mavs are a top three C plus he gets a a a guy like Luca who's like the MVP maybe I think that would be kind of hard if you get a top three seed and you coach a guy like that. And then Terry Stotts, I'm maybe a little bit biased at twenty to one. Um, like I said, I'm I'm big on the Blazers this year, and same type of thing. If the Blazers are having a great year, and and then all of a sudden we get Dame winning MVP, it might be kind of hard to deny Terry Stotts and or that award. So maybe I it could come down to that Mavs Blazers who really does have a better season could win the MVP or the coach of the year there but I think it's down probably going to be Steve Nash at seven to one I mean that probably is a popularity vote in that sense uh for the most improved player of the year um 
Da -da -da -dum. There's a couple here. I didn't go with the two main ones. Or I didn't go with the main people. Well, I kind of did, I guess. There wasn't too many young odds on this. All of them were around plus 10 to 11 to 1 for most improved players. So it'll be a tricky contest. I took Michael Porter Jr. at plus 1300. We could see the Nuggets try and uh, start him and maybe start using him more. And he uh, shows that he was one of the top talents of that draft and should have went top 5. So maybe we get that out of him. So at plus 1300, there's some value there. I'm big on DeJounte Murray uh, for the Spurs. Um, he's this is his third year and now like I said with San Antonio maybe not having their best year maybe they try and play him more and go through him more and and try and use their younger guys but I think a guy like DeJounte Murray has a lot of talent he's very popular among a, a ton of NBA players the guys from Seattle have really said he's super talented he just needed a chance they extended him a pretty good contract for being hurt and not even playing the last really couple years so Obviously, they like him. So at forty to one, um, I think if the Spurs have a pretty decent year and he goes up, I mean, he went from like eight points to ten points, so like that. Like if he goes from like fifteen, sixteen points, six or seven assists, five rebounds, a couple steals, um, we could see him winning that. Um, there's a couple other ones, but I'm not really too high on these ones. We have Laurie Marketing at thirty to one. Um, He's a talented player, but I'm not super high on the Bulls. And then you have Christian Wood, who went to the Rockets, uh, who was undrafted. Uh, kind of guy being, who was on some benches. Maybe now we see him start for the Rockets and, and put up some pretty good numbers. And he's at 1,400, so at 14 to 1. So, um, yeah, those are my favorite value ones on that. All right, so when we come back here... I will get into my last one, which is are my all-around favorite bets on value. All right, let's get into the last segment. Segment. These are my favorite bets based on value. First off, I got the Mavs over at 42 and a half wins. I think they go over that uh, big time, and that's at minus 115. I like that. I like the Blazers over of 39 and a half wins at minus 110. Like I said, they go over every year, so I'm not going to stop betting that now. I got the Golden State Warriors to miss the playoffs at plus 130. Got in that early. I'm just not a big fan of their roster. Obviously, I like Steph Curry, but just not a super big fan of that roster. And I, th I think they missed the playoffs again. Uh, next, I got the Orlando Magic to make the playoffs at plus 155. I think they sneak into that eighth seed um, and get it done. Uh, I got Damian Lillard to win MVP at plus 1300. I really like that. Uh, Tatum and Doncic as well. I, I got into those MVP bets earlier, but I really like those three uh, bets. Next, I got the Celtics to win the East at plus 550. I think they could come out of there um, with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and like Kemba Walker, Brad Stevens, uh, and so Marcus Smart. I really like the Celtics, so at plus 550, I, f I feel like we're getting some value there because I don't know what's happening with the Bucks. I don't know what's going to happen really with the Nets. I think they're all going to be talented, but I think the Celtics could maybe the team, like when those teams start to stumble, they just jump ahead. So I like the Celtics to win the East at plus 550. I like the Mavericks to win the Western Conference at plus 1,200. I'm just super high on the Mavs this year. Maybe that's wrong with me, but I'm I'm high on their players. I'm high on the team as well. I think they're going to go over that win total. I think I really like Luka. I really like the Mavs. So I, for them to win the West at plus 1,200, I like that. Uh, I got the Portland Trailblazers to win the Northwest Division at plus 220. 
Um, I think they're better than the Denver Nuggets, and um, I, might, I might be a little biased there as a Portland Trailblazers fan, but I think they're going to get it done. Uh, this is a super talented team, one of the most talented teams we've seen in Portland in a long time. Uh, I think they're going to have a little chip on their shoulder, always do, and I think Damian Lillard is going to lead this team to the promised land, so give me the plus 220 on the Northwest Division. Uh, I got Steph Curry leading the NBA in points per game at plus 800. Uh, he's looked fantastic since coming back for the preseason. Like, yes, I'm not super high on the Warriors, but for them to do anything, it's going to be Stephen Curry leading the way. So I think he's going to at least try and get his. There's no one else on that team who can even say, give me the ball. I mean, there's no one really in the NBA can demand the ball from Steph Curry. But I think if things are going bad or if the game's close, it's always going to lead on Steph, and he's just going to get his no matter what. So we could see him maybe having a comeback year and just bombing it from deep, putting up stupid numbers, even though the team's not doing very good. So for him to lead the league in points per game at plus 8-1, to one, I like that. And then next same category, I like Damian Lillard to lead the league in NBA in points per game at 5-1. to one. Uh, Same type of thing with Steph, just dynamic, dynamic shooter, can light it up all over the court. Um, I think the Blazers obviously are always going to rely on him in tight situations when the game's on the line, uh, big games, anything like that. It comes down to Dame, and I think he's going to try and have a, a fantastic year and maybe go after the MVP. He's going to try and do whatever he can to get this Blazers team to the top of the Western Conference, get them to a finals if they can. It's going to be the next couple of years. This is the Blazers' time, the next three, two, three years to really make a push for Dame, for CJ, for all of them before their primes run out. So... I think for him just to go off at, at plus five to one to lead the league in points is not too far fetched. And then for the NBA champs, uh, I, I obviously like the Lakers at plus two seventy five. Um, you might even wait on that line because you might get it on a slow start to the season. Like all of a sudden, we can see the Lakers start slow with no LeBron or AD, or maybe they have a minute restriction and they lose a couple games, and we can get. Sorry about that. My mic went out there. Uh, as I was saying, we get the Lakers line maybe around plus 310, 350 if, if things go bad. But I think the Lakers, I mean, we saw last year when it comes playoff time, AD and LeBron are a dynamic, dynamic duo. Maybe one of the best duos we've ever seen in of all time. So hard to deny them. Next, the Celtics at plus 1400. I like them getting to the finals. So I'm taking a little bite on them to win it. Uh, the Nets, I mean, Durant and Irving are just fantastic. So if they turn it all together, get going, I can see them coming out of the East. And then the Clippers at plus 550 uh, as well. I mean, if it's not the Lakers coming out of the West, it's either the Mavs, which I should have done that. You know, I can't believe I didn't have the Mavs on my NBA champs uh, list. Forgive me there. That's just a rookie rookie mistake on my part. I mean, obviously I have them winning the West, so there should be a, a title on that so i mean my goodness dumb of me so add the mavericks to that list as well uh so i got lakers celtics nets clippers and mavericks as my best bets to win uh the nba finals obviously the portland trailblazers but i'm trying not to be too biased here so all right that is it for my full preview show on the nba season that starts tomorrow a little bit longer of a show i don't do it really as long but we'll we'll get over that <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening i hope this brings you value i hope you guys can find 
uh, some lines in here that you like. Maybe you go against me. Like maybe you're like, dude, I can't believe you're taking the Celtics over. I'm going under. Then do it. I I hope you can make money fading me. I I really do. I really hope you guys make money doing this. Uh, if you have any tips or anything like that, websites you're looking at for stats or betting things, send them my way. Uh, I always appreciate the support. Just make sure you guys uh, send me a five star or whatever star you think I deserve for the podcast. And follow me on Twitter, like I said, and, and that's at Ty Dobridge and at TD Sports Betting. I like to interact and talk all sports, and that's where you can always find my picks tweeted out uh, and picks if I can't do a podcast that day um, or whatever. Or if I have new picks that come after the podcast, I'll tweet them. So just make sure you follow me there for all my updated picks. And I'm so pumped to have the NBA season back starting tomorrow. So stay tuned for that episode or uh, picks for tomorrow where I'll pick out my my best bets. Peace.